the four kind of pillars of marketing that we work with and work on with business owners, if they don't have these four things, in our opinion, they're not set up for success. Number one is... What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesoming's podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. We're back for the final chapter of this epic saga. Boy, is the saga only three or could it be more than three? I don't know. I only know it from Star Wars. So there's more than three Star Wars. There are. There so are. I guess this, this saga is more than three. Yeah, well, well, okay. Way to call me out. Anyways, with my friend Chase, great storyteller, as you can as you can tell. And we're wrapping this up. We've been talking about marketing. A couple big hits from the last couple of episodes. If you haven't listened to them, how dare you? But we'll keep going. So he talks a lot about clear communication and really how to talk well with people you're doing business with. Marketing doesn't just mean social media. Now we're gonna wrap up after talking about creativity, business communication, business marketing, and then now we're gonna go back to how to keep things simple. So the difference is we're gonna talk mostly about your culture, how do you stay true to what you know. So with that, I don't think you can hear this enough. Chase, just to warm up your vocal cords, you know, tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Why is clear communication more valuable than fancy fluff and trying to sound impressive? I think it just works better. I think people can understand, you know, um, I think that like if you had the some, like marketing and branding get three words that get confused the most marketing, branding, and advertising. They're all related. They're all parts of what we're doing when we're growing businesses. Marketing is, is memorization, right? Branding is emotional. Something that you're, you're fusing emotions to something, uh, tell, you know, position. And then uh, I think advertising is money. Advertising is spends. It's analytics. It's media buys. It's it's making money for you. It's an investment. So a lot of times people get those confused. But I think when it comes to marketing, most businesses need to prioritize their marketing, not the not branding or advertising quite yet. Because if your marketing message is bad, people don't your your own company, your own employees don't know how to communicate what you do. What do you do for work? Well, we. We work on human resources. We really help like file, like, um, you know, tickets for, you know, whatever, you know, like nobody knows what that means. So if your employees don't know what it means, you're, <laughs> I, don't like, you know what that means. I don't know. I don't know. I was just <laughs> trying to make up a fictional company, yeah. but you know, I think, um, if you're not clear with your message internally and externally, people aren't going to know how, what to do with you. So, um, that, that's really that's the big priority with, with clarity is your marketing and your marketing is going to be solid and clear that, which means your advertising is going to work better. So when you spend money to send people to your site, it is go they're going to understand who you are, what, what's in it for them and how they can do business with you. But if you don't have that set up, then you're going to send them to your website and you're probably never going to get them again. They're going to forget about you and not use you. I'm going to jump in and cut you off. Just, I, I don't want to lose this thought. So you talk about, why do I say you talk about as we're, we're talking together? Sorry. That was so, it's just me. You're yeah. not even here <laughs> like preaching to thousands of people. So when you're, when you're saying you could potentially lose someone's business because your messaging sucks, let's just call it a spade. How do you recenter your, your communication through with your marketing team or as a marketer yourself? What do you do to say, this isn't part of our culture. This isn't our vision. We got, we got carried away. What do we do to re to come back? 
Right. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, recenter a little. I mean, I think that that's a great question, and it's something. It's just kind of a perpetual deal, right? Like we. <laughs> is it this? <laughs> it's squishing your eye. My, uh, my headphones, headphones are... <laughs> is squishing my face. Let's Anyways, keep going. This is, this is great. Um... <laughs> I was laughing. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> the uh, I think it's a perpetual thing that you're always going to be adjusting and managing. I was with a friend this morning, um, and I was explaining that in my opinion that I've seen, there's three different phases of a company. Of, there's the investment phase where you're investing in product design and in early early hires and the idea, and you're testing things, you're building out. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Is it the hat? Is it the <laughs> no? I just get giggly. <laughs> oh, I totally cut you off. Okay, okay, snip, snap. So, three phases of a business. Yeah, so there's like, in my opinion, there's like three phases of a business. I, and I think the investment phase is, uh, you know, when you're you're investing in your product, you're building your MVP out, you're hiring, you know, early staff media, like early staffers. Um, you're getting sales and marketing set up. You're building your brand, your website, your message, all that stuff, um, and really starting to grow and test your. your in a, it's a, you know it's a really great period. The second, which leads to the second phase, which I think is growth. It's scaling. It's training this is it's becoming a real boy you know if you're like pinocchio like you, be a real boy. right you go from startup to small biz to to moving into you know hitting goals and you're like okay we're actually growing things are happening now um and that goes on for a long time that second phase is is, a, is happens a, a long time and i think the third part is is maintenance so and then i think you end up doing that again like a lot of times companies innovating they look for new verticals you look for new opportunities to innovate and then they do it again. They they're back in investment phase, then they're back to growth, then they're back to maintenance and they keep doing that. Um, and so you're never really done with something in my opinion. Um, so we're talking about recentering yourself in terms of communication. Yeah. So, so it's keep a, the messaging. Yeah. Cute. So it's, so you, you keep the, you keep it center, but you, you let it change with you as your company changes, you know? And so I think, um, you know, having a message that you can all get on board with, like with your, you know, that, that, that everybody can understand and grasp and your customers can grasp. Um, just get clear. It's never too late to make things clearer. You know, if you're, if you're definitely, most businesses I think are in the investment and growth phase and they're starting up, especially if they're sub 5 million in revenue, they're still testing. They're still trying things out. They're still looking for new ways to do things. So you're at a coffee shop and you work on your messaging. If you have some pull there, you know, like if you, if you are allowed to work on the messaging, go up to somebody and say, Hey, does this make sense? What does this mean to you? You know what? This is, oh yes. They, uh, I don't know what it means. Then go back to the drawing board. Oh yeah. You guys are a financial advising firm for small business owners. Great. Perfect. You got, you got it. Yeah. What well, then, uh, then make your memorize it and have your staff memorize it and put it everywhere. Yeah, on the toilet paper and the napkins. Yeah. And, um, actually, that would be... Get it tatted. Get, get it tatted. Look at my like, sick tat. What's uh, what's the messaging with Bolt? What do, you, what do you guys keep simple? And then also you talked about adaptations or maybe your messaging will, will fluctuate depending on your company, what stage, where you are. What What's the messaging of Bolt? Right. You know, so what we, we say is, you know, a lot of small business owners struggle to uh, to market their business or talk about what they do. We help them grow their business by transforming their marketing. And so it's that's really kind of our one-liner we test it. We change it all the time. But, uh, you know, sometimes we say marketing fundamentals for entrepreneurs. Um, there's just, uh, 
we just we just kind of play around with it. But the reality is we know we help small business owners grow their business by transforming their marketing. That is the big deal. And I'm confident. I hope that if you ask anybody who works with us, they would know that's what we do and what we're all about. Because we want to keep the entrepreneur and the small business owner front and center. That's who we're there to help with. We know what it's like and we want to help them um, grow their biz. So keeping people front and center, we we often have a few different vehicles that we use these days. And we, we've touched upon, and I think you'll probably hit home right here, that marketing doesn't mean social media. They're not synonymous words you can swap in and out. However, that is a main avenue to tell a story, to help people share your messaging. So how do you feel about all the different vehicles we use these days? Uh, you know, so we've mentioned TikTok a few times. What do you, what do you actually think about Clubhouse? Literally, the floor is yours. I just want to hear what your thoughts are. I mean, I think if it's, it's where is your target audience hanging out? Where do, where do they, are they on Clubhouse? You know, are you, is that where most of your people are at? Then maybe you should consider figuring out how that works and get on there and start playing around with it. You know, and this all depends on the size of your company. Some small companies, if they're solopreneurs or, you know, if they're big, <laughs> they're, if they're big companies, they're not as, they're not as nimble. They can't do this as, they have to have something premeditated. There's a lot of people that it has to go through before it gets approved, all that. But if you have some flexibility, uh, play around, hop on, hop on Clubhouse, make a couple of posts on LinkedIn, see what happens. Um, start engaging with people, start testing it. And then if you see a good return on that investment, go all in on it. You know, um, some people still have success with the yellow pages. I've never met serious? them. I've never met them, but I hear about them. It's like Bigfoot, you know, but, but I, I think that you just gotta, you want to have a plan in place and, um, you know, I think the most, so for us, the four, the four kind of pillars of marketing that we work with and work on with business owners, if they don't have these four things in our opinion, they're not set up for success. Number one is a clear message. Number two is a solid brand. Number three is a great website that converts. And number four is a marketing plan. Understanding who you're talking to, what are your services or products, where are you talking about it at, and how are you measuring it? So those are the four products that we offer. We offer some different, um, some different services sometimes, but most of the time when we're starting with somebody from scratch, those they're doing one or all of those products. And then we get into a, a conversation maybe about, Hey, we like working with you. You like working with us. We have a good understanding of how your brand works. What if we continue working together on a longer term basis? With the four pillars that you just mentioned, Chase, where do you feel companies uh, probably more entrepreneurs and small businesses that you work with from Kentucky, where are they failing in those and keeping their, their marketing, their messaging? I would say the the two things that I would prioritize there, if you could only prioritize two, and number one would be messaging. Your messaging's off. The rest of it doesn't really, doesn't, I mean, you go, you'll get stuff, you know? I mean, that's the thing is like, this isn't like, you know, law. Like what I'm saying isn't like, the law. I'm just saying from what I've seen is if you have an unclear message, you're going to have uh, lower conversions. Your the ROI is going to be less than somebody who's got a clear message and maybe a lower ad budget. They're going to see more bang for their buck because it's clear. Um, granted, all this doesn't exist. If your product sucks. Your product sucks. Yeah. It doesn't, it yeah. doesn't matter. If like you're you not could, solving a problem. You're, you could spend a million dollars on advertising. You could get LeBron James to sponsor it. You, eventually you will fail because it is not a good product and it 
and nobody like that's just not the way we work problem the product has to solve a problem in a real way but after that then these things really start to play in so number one if your messaging's not on i i think that you that's you need to fix that and then number two if your website's not set up to convert that's the that's the next thing um i think branding is incredibly important and a website's a big piece of that but a lot of businesses understand how important branding is and understand design it's something that we can all make we all get first impressions from brands and we can take a look at something and we can see that looks really cool or that looks like an airbrush tee from Gatlinburg. You know, like the, those, like we can, we can make the snap judgment. We associate and we make snap judgments and it's really hard to change our minds once we make the, that first impression. Right. So that's the good news is I think I, I do. I think there's a lot of people who need help, branding help. Yeah, for sure. But I think most people know the importance there. So they'd invest in that. But then on their website, they use vague messaging they don't call to action. They use passive language. Like, you know, you've heard me say this all the time. Like, get started is very passive. Contact us is pretty passive. Um, you want to use active language. And then on their website, they talk about them the whole time. Themselves, their company, our why. Simon Sinek, I don't know if he knew what he was doing when he talked about that why book. It's a great book. It's a great concept. But I think most people want, they all just want to talk about, this is our why. That's not the question people are concerned with. The concerned they're not the, they're not asking them, what's your why? What's my why? Why why should I care about your company? Not why are you in business? Yeah, well, it's it's almost there are two steps. First is well, yeah, why should I care what you do? Great, like when everyone's answering that why, here's here's what we do. But really part 2, which is the follow-up, like why should I be using your like why should I, you know, right, pay for whatever. Yeah, I think the why the, like it's a great book. I've read it. I think it's great, but I hear that book brought up all the time. And when I, it gets brought up, I know that somebody's about to say, yeah, I want to talk about me. <laughs> I want to talk about our business Man. on the, on whatever we're about to do. And then I have to talk to them about why it's not a great idea to do that. Then you're putting your, like your foot in your mouth with your messaging. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's anomalies to all this, right, Garrett? Like yes. people have success that should not statistically, they should not, should not have success because they violate all the rules but for whatever reason. It works. Here we are. You know, but, um, but for the most part, you know, we worked with a lot of businesses and implemented a lot of these practices in there and we've seen incredible returns um, by changing small things, you know, like we've seen, you know, uh, we worked with a dealership that, uh, you know, had pretty good sales, you know, like for a dealership, it was you know doing really good revenue. They had a website, it was okay, but it wasn't really set up to convert. So we helped them clarify their message. We built a new website that was more set to, to talk about the customer and guide them through an experience. And their website traffic did not change at all, but their conversion rate increased like 120%, and they doubled the revenue. That was the only variable that changed. Well, there's some market, vari- like some, some market variables that might have changed, I'm sure, that we can't control. But all we know, we saw the data was traffic stayed the same, conversion rate through the roof. So I think when you have a really great message and a really great site, those are really important. All four, super important. But if I only had to pick two, it'd be message and website. So as we're wrapping up this last portion, I, I call it a keep it simple, but really we're talking about know your messaging. Companies, and this I feel like this is counterintuitive to what we just talked about with uh, Simon Sinek's Start With Why book. Companies or organizations, startups, whatever, usually have some sort of culture and they want to be dominant. They want their company to be known for that. Great. So in a sales, probably predominant culture does the marketing play second fiddle with, with how they message 
again, like who we are, what we do, how we can help you. And there may be a follow up with that. If you have a good story or two, what are some good practices to keep that company culture front facing in your messaging without being in your face? Sure. We could talk through this one. I think, I think I'm getting what you're saying. Yeah. I can see your brains just brewing up a really good answer. So I keep, guess. Keep it going. Well, I hope I hope I don't underwhelm. <laughs> Especially this is the last question for the entire series. No, I'm just kidding. This is only part one. This is part A of the series of 26 okay. 20. This is we're going to start our own podcast. We're going to have a spinoff. We're going to have an equivalent of Fraser Crane, you know, Fraser and Cheer spinoff. I was thinking of a like Fairchild and Farbach financial, whatever. I love it. <laughs> I'm kidding. You probably don't want me dealing with your finances. Nope, I don't. Yeah, you probably don't want me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think sales and marketing, like I said in one of the other episodes, is I do think they should be complementary you got to understand like that. I, I actually probably would identify more as uh, a sales guy than I would a marketer in a lot of ways, because I, I like sales and I love relationships. And I think that they're, they're really, they're siblings. Sales and marketing um, really are very closely related. And so I think, um, you know, when it comes to transferring and let me ask, you were asking about how do you transfer your culture to the public? So like Austin Mink has all their core values and they have everything that makes Austin Mink great. They still do the fix you thing with the sunglasses. Oh man. Oh yeah. So I'll never forget. We, that. we call it the thing. The thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never um, forget that. Spoiler. We play mostly on our retreats or after a big event, something where our team has put a lot of effort into, we turn on Coldplay's song fix you. And then Brian, our CEO, I don't know. I don't really think he ever plans out a message, but he is just a very gifted motivational speaker, especially for his friends and family. But he walks up and he just says something and you just feel every ounce of you say, yes, I believe. Oh my gosh, this is the best thing. So sure. We, have, we haven't had one in a while. But... No, you're good. But some people don't know. Yeah. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, I think about that one thing about awesome Mink. I think about, you know, everything that you guys stand for and I can, in an intangible way, I know when I think about Austin Mink, it, I have, have a feeling like I think about Malone's burgers on five across nights. I think about startup weekend. I think about, um, you know, hanging out here my freshman year of college and working on concepts with Matt. You know, I think about things cause I have a relationship with this place and, um, and that's the way everybody is. So from first impression to, you know, old friend, there are emotional ties and things that we think about, um, that play a part. And so I, you know, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm hitting the question, right. But when it talks about interpreting culture, I think that that dictates itself. You know, I think being intentional with your culture from top down is important, but I think the most effective way it, excuse me, is to allow your, your, your team, your employees to drive the culture. Um, you know, every business has a culture, whether they've identified it or not. Um, there's something there, you know, one thing that like, so for Bolt, for example, like we, uh, all of us who work there, we love wine. Um, we, we love the history of wine, the story of wine and like trying different wines. We also love learning. So every two weeks, every other week, we'll have an hour where we'll do website reviews and do deep dives on brands and messaging. And maybe we'll watch a, you know, a Ted talk or something and we'll, we'll have a discussion and, We'll try a different wine. It's something really fun for us. And sometimes we'll go out to, we'll go to a really nice restaurant and we'll, that's something that's really valuable to us. Um, Cause it's a tangible creative thing, but I think everybody has their own deal. Yeah. So Chase, I mean, the gist of it is about the relationships and it's cool that you realize, Hey, our, 
our, our team, you know, whatever company that we're, I'm speaking of now, our team can do our thing. But when we work with clients or even how we convey what we do, how we message and maintain a relationship is where people can pick up on that. Yeah, I think culture. so. Yeah. I think core values is one thing. I mean, there's a lot of corporate lingo and things that, that happen, but you know, I think the core values are actually like, what is, what's important? What, the, what are the rules of the game? Like, you know, we come into a situation, a new hire, we start to understand what's, what's the rules. Sometimes companies who are very old established will say, here's our policies on X, Y, and Z. Here's what we do. Oh, we'll do this. Um, but other ones have more organic culture that um, this is the way we do things. This is the way, this is what's important here. You know, one of the, the core values for us is, um, you know, that's my favorite is be a Swiss army knife. And, um, you know, it means be, be versatile, push yourself, you know, you know, figure out a way to do something if you don't know how to do it. And, and that's really great. So, you know, all of our, all of our people on our team are, really resourceful and they're really great learners. And I think that's something that gets picked up. That's good. There's the pin down. Hey, last question. And then we'll wrap this up. Get this show on the road. Next series TBD in the future. Again, we work with Kentucky startup companies. You work with Kentucky small businesses and entrepreneurs. What is one tip that if someone heard today and they implemented in their company next week, they would be at least 1% better. Mm, that's a good question. And that's, that's on the, the small side of things. I mean, I would, one practical one, it would be put a call to action button on your website. Put a, if you, if, however your sales process works, like if you have an e-commerce site, you probably already have this instead of like, there's a, Shopify has this default deal where they have like the shopping cart in the top right corner and you click into it and it's an empty cart. It's not helpful at all. Um, meet, meet with the person who designed your website or do it yourself, remove that and put a shop now button up there. If you're a professional services, you know, and scheduling a call is how you get business, put schedule a call, drop, get started, drop, contact us, drop, learn more. Really creepy. If you know, think you're courting somebody like you're building a relationship with somebody. So if you're at a bar and I, you know, I walk up to a, a woman that I'd like to take on a date. And we're having a good conversation at the end. I want to get her number or I, you know, give her my number. I said, learn more. That's pretty creepy. Yeah. Right. Like, or. So stop know, doing this as a business. It's like, it's like, can I have your number? Be direct. Be direct. Can I have your number? Like that's something that's like very direct. There's no like hiding that. So, um, you know, people on your website for a reason, they're either a customer, they're either your competition or they're you, <laughs> you know, there's somebody in your team and you're like reviewing your site. So put a call to action uh, in the top right corner um, and scatter it throughout and make it direct and uh, you'll see more conversions. That's good. We ended on a sales note, but I also think that can be correlated to anything marketing wise. Yeah. So. And I think also I'd give a little giveaway to your listeners is uh, if they want to email me. I'd be happy to do a little website review for them. Um, <laughs> get started. <laughs> get started. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of times it's good. You know, you have a, uh, to get another set of eyes on something and uh, to be able to get some new perspective. Cause you're, you know, you sp a lot of times people spend it, they're in the weeds on their company marketing and, and messaging and brand might be important to them. It might not be. Uh, but regardless, it's always nice to have a fresh set of eyes. And so um, they email me at a uh, hello at buildwithbolt.com and just say awesome Inc. podcast. Love a re website review. 
me or somebody on my team will do a little video and give them some tips that can help them grow. Chase, man, we've talked about a lot. This was, this was an absolute blast. Again, thanks for everyone who listened. Even if you listened for 30 seconds, would love some follow-up. Shoot either awesomeink an email at podcast at awesomeink.org or reach out to Chase with buildwithbolt.com. Nice. You Finally got it. it. Finally got it. So appreciate y'all. Go make your messaging more clear. Be direct. Get a goal in mind. Have an objective. And uh, guess what? Kentucky's the best place to live and work. So we'll see you here next time. Chase, appreciate you, brother. Yep. Thanks, Garrett. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesomeings Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in the show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in. And let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.